Dear listener, welcome to your favorite New Life program. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. In Savium Tishes and Standby with the Health segment today, she'll be talking about spirituality and health. Thereafter, Brother Steve Rundu will join us during the Bible segment to talk about values of responsible ownership. But first, let us listen to Faith for Today with the song Wasted Years.
Welcome back, dear listener. It's now time for the health segment by Msavi Mteshi. Be blessed. Hello, listener. Welcome to our program, Health Nuggets. I am your presenter, Musavi Muteshi. We will be looking at the meaning of spirituality and its effects on one's physical health today. New research conducted at one of America's largest cancer treatment hospitals has shown that patients who can successfully focus on their spirituality improve the quality of their life, even when they are terminally ill with cancer. Terminally ill patients in the study underwent therapy sessions addressing the important spiritual issues of life, such as the meaning and purpose of their lives and their basis of hope. As patients' spirituality strengthened, their symptoms of distress and anxiety, as well as symptoms relating to their disease, consistently improved. Today, I wish to discuss spirituality as it relates to our physical health. When people struggle with disease, they come into contact with the deepest questions of life. Why is this happening to me? What will happen to me after I die? Will my family survive my loss? Will I be missed or even remembered? Is there a God? If so, why doesn't he help me? Will I have time to finish my life's work? All of these important questions are questions of spirituality, an important yet often neglected factor in all of our lives. Medical research is seriously examining the connection between a patient's level of spirituality and their physical health. And a majority of the research conducted to date has found that strong spirituality translates into both better physical health and better mental health. Unfortunately, some of that research has been flawed by investigator bias. So what do we really know as facts and what is just speculation? If there are differences in the health outcomes of spiritual people compared to non-spiritual people, do we understand physiological mechanisms that can explain the differences? Let us first define spirituality. You are spiritual if you have examined your life and identified your personal value system. If you have identified what gives your life meaning, the reasons for your hope and where you find inner peace, strength and comfort. For many, spirituality can best be expressed through religion. People often find answers to the deep questions of life when they develop a relationship with God in the form of prayer, meditation and religious observance. Spirituality can, however, also be experienced from a non-religious perspective. And a non-religious person might find it through a connection with nature, through music and the arts, a personal set of values and principles, or through a search for scientific truth. Our listeners who are religious may strongly believe that God can directly heal disease and restore health as an answer to prayer. I personally do not discount that possibility. I believe I have seen healing as an answer to earnest prayers of faith in my surgical practice. Today, however, we will only deal with objective physiologic data that we can measure. 
One way spirituality can affect our health is through our emotions. Let us consider what medical science actually knows concerning the health effects of our emotions. Research has shown that better health can be achieved by positive emotions such as a positive mood, joy, happiness, and feelings of well-being. It can also come through a positive outlook on life such as life satisfaction, hopefulness, and a sense of humor. One study has shown a 50% reduction in patients' death rates following heart attacks and infections in people with positive attitudes and also reduced death rates in patients suffering such diseases as kidney failure and HIV virus infections. On the other hand, negative emotions such as anger and hostility, when expressed by angry outbursts, irritability, tearfulness, Low self-esteem and a loss of self-worth are associated with worsened outcomes from diseases such as heart disease. Negative emotions cause stress and stress lowers our immune response, our body's response to infection and disease. We become more prone to such ailments as colds, flu, high blood pressure, headache, hormone problems and skin disorders. Now, let us look at the measurable physiologic changes in our bodies related to spirituality. Spirituality helps to bring order to our life by defining our personal value system and the meaning of our life. As we better understand the purpose and value of our life, we can worry less about unimportant things and our level of stress decreases. Two separate studies have shown that people with strong spiritual beliefs boost their immune systems, helping them to fight infections and heal their physical diseases faster and more completely than do people with no spiritual beliefs. Improved immune response has become one of the leading theories to explain better physical health among spiritual people. How can you become more spiritual? How can you develop a personal value system? Try these techniques. Pray or meditate regularly to focus your thoughts onto the things that are truly important. Set aside a day of rest every week, such as the biblical Sabbath day, as a time of rest and recover from your worries. That will allow you time to physically relax and reorder your life. If you are Christian, it will allow you time to communicate with God. Keep a journal in which you express your feelings and record your progress. Seek out a trusted friend who can help you uncover what's important in your life. Others may have insights that you haven't yet discovered. Read inspirational stories such as those found in the Bible or other holy books and talk to others whose spiritual lives you admire. Ask them questions to learn how they found their way to a fulfilling spiritual life. Pursuing a spiritual life will help you cope with stresses, large and small. While becoming more spiritual is no guarantee for physical health, it does have a purpose. At the least, it contributes to an improved immune response and that has favorable effects on both disease prevention and disease survival. Health Nuggets is written by Dr. Richard Eukel, a medical doctor working in the United States. The medical views expressed in this program are his and may differ for your particular health needs. If you need medical advice, please consult a medical professional in your area. Thank you for listening.
Welcome back, dear listener, and I hope that you're enjoying the program. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. For your views, comments, or questions about the show, write to the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276-00100, Nairobi, Kenya, or drop an email at awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Let us now have an item from Faithful Today entitled, Why Have You Chosen Me? Thank you. 
It is now time for the Bible segment. Join me as I invite Brother Steve Rundu. Rules for Responsible Ownership Exodus chapter 21 verses 28 to 36 will be our key text today. And I will read, If a bull goes a man or a woman to death, the bull must be stoned to death, and its meat must not be eaten. But the owner of the bull will not be held responsible. But if, however, the bull has had the habit of goring and honors, and the owner's has been won but has not kept it penned up and it kills a man or a woman, the bull must be stoned and the owner also must be put to death. However, if payment is demanded of him, he may redeem his life by paying whatever it is demanded. This law also applies if the bull goes a son or daughter. If the bull goes a male or a female slave, the owner must pay 30 shekels of silver the master of the slave and the bull must be stoned. If a man uncovers a pit or digs one and fails to cover it and an ox or a donkey falls into it, the owner of the pit must pay for the loss. He must pay its owner and the dead animal will be his. If a man's bull injures the bull of another and it dies, they are to sell the live one and divide both the money and the dead animal equally. However, if it was known that the bull had the habit of goring, yet the owner did not keep it penned up, the owner must pay animal for animal, and the dead animal will be his. Within the context of ancient Israelite society, this passage lays out rules for responsible ownership and punishments for failing to meet these standards. A clear distinction is made between diligent and negligent property owners. These principles easily translate to our situation. While not all of us are involved in ownership or management just a corporate level, at a corporate level, we are solely responsible when our possessions, businesses, investments, or actions harm others. Following is a series of excerpts from management Professor Robert G. Kennedy through thoughtfully analysis of the good that business does. Any organization or any system deserves to be called good only to the extent that its activities serve human well-being. Individual business organizations as well as the whole modern system of business, which its extensive infrastructure, will therefore be good to the degree that they address authentic human needs for individuals and provide support for the common good of the civil community. Organizations are crucially important for modern life. Without organizations of the number, variety and size that we see in the developed world, our quality of life simply could not be what it is. Without smoothly functioning organizations, our diets will lose much of this variety, our health care will be much more primitive, and we will travel less, know less, and generally live poorer lives. Corporate philanthropy has accomplished much good. No doubt, it should continue vigorously, but not at the expense of a company's more fundamental and important social responsibilities of create to create wealth. 
to provide good jobs and to offer products and services that serve genuine human needs. These are the principal objectives of business or specialized associations and it is in these areas that we recognize the tremendous good and business that business does. Business have responsibilities to the community, but so too do individuals. Our failure to meet community standards with regard to loan and yard maintenance can detract from the beauty of our street and even adversely affect property values. On a more profound level, of course, nothing we own is really ours at all. That is on in quote. This reality underlines our whole understanding of stewardship. Crown Financial Ministry notes, and I quote, that the Lord created all things and he never transferred the ownership of his creation to people. In Colossians 1 verse 17, we are told that in him all things hold together. At this very moment, the Lord holds everything together by his power. Recognizing God's ownership is crucial in allowing Jesus Christ to become the Lord of our money and possessions. Brethren, I will request you to think about this. What is your attitude toward business in your community? What influences have shaped your attitudes toward business, economics and banking? How can you better pray for leaders in this sector of public life? What can you do personally to become a more effective manager of your immediate domain? Let us pray together about these things. Lord God Almighty in heaven, I want to be a responsible owner of what you have entrusted in me. Lord, give me the wisdom, the knowledge and understanding of how to manage that which you have entrusted to me to be a better and responsible owner. Lord, help me to do that every day in my life. For I have prayed this, trusting and believing in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear listener, we have come to the end of our program. Thank you for keeping me company. For your views, comments, or questions about the show, write to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276-00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Until next time, may our God be with you. I have been a presenter, Sambal Mangi.